2: And I'm Jan Westmark, and you are listening to the special monthly Sidelines Magazine episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 4th, episode 2989. Sidelines is the magazine for horse people, about horse people.
0: Good morning, horse world. Thank you for tuning in this morning. The Sidelines Magazine episode comes to you the first Thursday of every month, and now let's jump right in with our first guest, Hope Cooper. Hope began competing in the FEI dressage classes at 11 years old, climbing the ranks all the way to winning a CDI three-star Grand Prix, her first year of International Grand Prix. She and her mother, Grand Prix dressage trainer and psychotherapist Dr. Jane Carroll, train at their Bear Spot Farm in Concord, Massachusetts. Hope graduated from Connecticut College, having triple majored in Modern Dance, Behavioral Neuroscience, and Africana Studies. We're happy to have her with us today. Hope, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. So first, tell us about Bear Spot Farm that you run with your mother and what you do there.
3: Yeah, um, so Bear Spot Farm is in Concord, Massachusetts. Um, it's a full running farm with um, top performance horses and clients, um, both like junior young rider clients aspiring to be professionals and also some adult amateur clients. Um, and then we also have a part of our farm that's dedicated to equine facilitated psychotherapy, um, that my mom and another therapist named Lindsay plant run together. Um, and which is sort of like a normal, uh, therapeutic office that you would hear about in any other scenario. But, um, without meeting in an office, although we do have an office, but um, you meet at the barn and there's riding involved and grooming the horse. And that is sort of the setting in which the therapeutic practice
0: takes place. Um, What's it like running that therapeutic side of things alongside a dressage training barn?
3: Um, It's pretty unbelievable. Like I think in some funnier ways, you have to sometimes ride around therapy sessions that are happening and you just kind of learn that that's part of um, being here. But it's also, that's such a kind of a lovely thing to experience, even on like a top course you're hoping to make a team with or something one day, because there's always things happening at shows that you have to ride around or figure out how to manage. Right. So like that's, great. And then also just to be around um, on sort of a more sentimental note, like to be around the horses, the therapeutic horses in the program where there's kids and adults who are always sort of forming these just sort of unexplainable deep bonds with um, horses in a therapeutic way. Like that's such a cool thing to be around on a daily basis because in the top sport, that's also what we're doing, but not as concentrated on that. Like you're, you're sort of also concentrated mm. on other things, but at the basis of the top sport, even that is like what's important is that relationship that is so profound with the horse.
0: I love that. I love that uh, that kind of a reminder of what it's all about, and that the that like you said, that common thread between whether you're at the top of the sport or therapeutic riding, that bond that is. So special yeah. in so many different ways. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely, yeah. That's,
0: That's awesome. Cool. Do you per- do you participate in any of the Bear Spot Farm Foundation like therapeutic side of things? So, um, not really because like
3: my mom, um, has a doctorate and Lindsay also has a doctorate, like they're, they're practicing psychotherapists. Um, mm. so there, it would be like hard for me to participate in any of that, but you are like, I am around it all the time and we do have like fundraisers and horse shows that benefit the therapy program and the foundation. Um, so in those kinds of ways, like, you know, raising money or, um, helping get ready for the horse shows or just even like sharing things on Facebook um, or, you know, being a supportive member of the community for the therapeutic program. Those, in those ways, like I think all of us here at Bear Spot are a part of it, but I unfortunately don't have my doctorate and I'm not a therapist. So <laughs>
2: um, I, I don't get to participate in that way. No. Well, um, Hope, I think it's so cool that you work with your mom. Tell us what you yeah. admire about her. Um, my mom is just like
3: the coolest person I've ever met. She's just like a tough person, but also like a extremely deep and thoughtful person. Like I, I don't, she seems to always just do like the right things at the right times, like whether it's be kind of like a tough person or like a, and a funny person or like a very warm, caring person. Um, I think that also is what makes her such a great trainer and rider like um i've never i mean i think most people hopefully would say this about their moms not all but i've never met anyone like her she's just like um i i would love to be like her as i get older and um, i do think she's an absolutely amazing rider and trainer and has taught me from the beginning to not only put the horse's welfare first but also just put the your relationship with the horse first um and and she's like that as a human too, like just um, focused on relationships and um, with, you know, whether it's clients or with friends or family and sort of the rest coming after that and also working extremely hard and being a, just a really cool human being. I think I've said the word cool like 40 times, <laughs> right. um, but that, yeah, she's just a, an amazing person. Well, that, that is cool.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> is cool. It is cool. So what is your relationship like? Was it hard having her as your trainer? Was it good? Do you put that aside and you guys hang out as mom and daughter? How does that work? Yeah,
3: no, definitely. Like in the adolescent years, it was really hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I think if you ask anyone around here, like, there's always sort of jokes about us yelling at each other, like, well, I'm riding or in a lesson or something like that. Like, especially, you know, like early teens, even right. really into the late teens years. Um, but the good thing about it, too, was that, you know, we, we might like I might be a bratty teenager in the ring, but it kind of made it so that any arguing or like any disagreements happen around talking about horses and um, how to ride better and everything like that. And so kind of away from the barn, it actually made us extremely close. I mean, I don't know if she would say this about me, but she I, really is my best friend. Um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs>
0: That's has sweet. always
3: been. So, like, there was never any arguing about like going out with friends or like schoolwork or anything uh-huh. like that because it was we were really always. I mean, not always. Like, no relationship is perfect, but um, on the same page and about working hard and um, you know, yeah. So, so I think and we would. We were also always people that by the end of the day, we would never like go to sleep angry at each other. Uh, like we were always good. joking yeah. about it by the end of the day, which is nice. And now, um, I, we don't really argue that much now. Like, I think there's some like eye rolling probably <laughs> <laughs> on, on my part more than hers, but um, it's fun to run a business together. Like if uh, there's definitely challenges and we definitely have disagreements, but I think, um, we communicate pretty well. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, like I get to see my mom every day and that's really cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's great.
0: I love Thank that you, I love that you feel that way about her. You know, I, I'm a mom myself. I have a four-year-old daughter yeah. and that's, I, you know, that's like my goal in life is that she <laughs> wants to be my best friend. Like you're best friends with my, with your mom. I think that's, that's so cool. Um, that's but t- awesome. speaking of, you know, when, when you were younger, uh, you are featured in our August issue, which is our special pony issue. So I just have to ask you, what special ponies have you had in your life?
3: <laughs> uh, well, thank you at first for, ha- for having me featured in this issue. It's so amazing to be a part of your team and uh, the magazine. And I've always read the magazine since like before I can remember. So it's just amazing Aww. to be in it. Um, and it was also just so fun to work with your team to get the photos and the interview and everything that was Fantastic. Um, So for special ponies, there's a lot of them. I feel like just, you know any horse you sit on is teaches you something, even if it's just once. But um, I have my first first pony ever was named Orion, um, and he's still alive. Actually, he's retired and has been retired oh, for oh. like 15 years, which <laughs> oh, is wow. where we retire all of our horses. Um, And he came to us when I was about seven. He was sort of supposed to be like "Quote unquote, a therapy pony for the program, but he was uh-huh. like super wild and oh, no. like just absolutely insane. He was probably twelve hands, and um, I I was just actually over the weekend at the horse show, uh, GMHA, um, in Vermont, where we did our first shows and everything together, and so that was funny to be there. And oh, I no. used to wow. have like my mom's um, trainer, cloth bear and brute spot, would have to like walk him around the showground because he was so." strong and crazy with like a lead robot like a, a chain over his nose or something because oh he was like he's just wild but he was you know he was never like bucking or rearing or anything just would love to go a thousand miles an hour all the time
1: wow <laughs> and, um,
3: i learned a lot on him we did like some jumping and some um he didn't really like do any dressage but um just you know walk truck canner and then sort of slowly after that I had um, another pony who was actually owned by a woman named um, Jen who I sort of lost contact with over the years but um, his name was Kaluna Sparrowhawk um, I, and we also still have him He's the, the pony Orion is probably like 40 now and this pony Barrow wow. is probably like 20 now so he's actually still a part of our therapeutic program um, he lives at the barn he was donated by Jen a few years ago um, and mm-hmm. he was a very cute little special pony, um, who was actually quite fancy and like had this nice, beautiful neck when he was on the bit, And, um, we did the FBI ponies together. Um, and that was just a blast. Um, and he was also pretty spicy, but taught me a lot. <laughs> and then, um, I had Don Diamond who is in the story and sidelines, uh-huh, yeah. um, this month. And, um, I got diamond when I was um, 16, I believe. And he was uh, just had turned eight and we, that, I mean, when you have like a heart horse that like truly taught you absolutely everything in life, that was him. Um, and (laughs) he was was just like the sweetest character. Like you could not ask for a better horse to learn with and learn on. Um, he, he didn't know much of anything. Like he had sort of just, had a flying change, and I had gotten to ride like you know a few schoolmasters here and there at the barn um, with my mom, but had never really had my own horse yet. Um, mm. And um, we truly did everything together, like juniors, young riders, U twenty five. All of the really hard moments and all of the really super fantastic moments were with him um, for sure, and he was just a special character, Like one of those horses that was a total puppy dog on the ground and you could like sit in his stall. Like I used to sit in his stall or his paddock and do my homework. No. <laughs> um, and then also just like a really fun horse to even do the Grand Prix with. Um, and so we did, we did a few open Grand Prix, um, this past season in Florida. And then I decided actually to retire him this year because he wasn't that old, but, um, he had had some issues as a, as an eight year old actually, And, um, it just seemed like he was so sound and so strong and, you know, not quite hot enough actually for the CDI ring, um, in the Mm -hmm. open Grand Prix. So I was like, why not just let him have like fun the the rest of his life in the field? (laughs)
0: Uh Um, Yeah. Well, hope you mentioned doing homework in your horse's stall. And I know the academics have always been super important to you. So how did you decide what to study in college? Um, So I actually
3: like really loved college and I didn't really love the social part of college so much, which was funny, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I loved the academia part and like how passionate my professors were about things. And um, I was always really fascinated with neuroscience and having my mom be a therapist, obviously, um, probably in some ways contributed to that where they were always talking about the brain and, um, you know, how humans act um, growing up. And um, then I also danced growing up since I was five or six. Even I started with ballet and um, also was really intensely into dancing and thought maybe I'd actually be a professional dancer, but decided to wow. dance that. Um, and then the Africana Studies part um, came around, which Africana Studies is sort of like um, it's basically black studies, but sort of even dating farther back into mm. like African history as well they sort of just all came together. Like I went to a school in high school that was very art based and, um, also very social justice based. So I sort of put all those things together and had really supportive professors and sort of, um, did some independent studies, which allowed things to count for both majors or, or all three majors. Um, and they, they just, yeah, I don't know, between that and riding and not having really a social life, it just seemed
0: like fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. And you said in the story and Sidelines that you think all three of your majors relate well to dressage. Can you kind of explain each one of those?
3: Yeah. Um, I think just in a more general sense, like the discipline that it took to do all of that, which Mm. I think is not, you know, everything, um, every top dressage rider and also some who are not top dressage r- riders have so much discipline. So I think that that's not just for me, like everyone is similar in that way, but learning that discipline and being really focused on one thing and detail oriented um, for sure. And then the, the dance of course, just like learning how to sort of move body parts individually from other body parts and having a strong core, Um, absolutely has always helped my riding um, and -hmm. being flexible and everything. It just helps your body in general. And um, the other two majors, like just having an understanding of the world. I think sometimes we get so caught up in not that I understand the world at all, but (laughs) like some (laughs) other understanding other than um, other than horses. Like I think um, just having some perspective, knowing other things, not getting not always letting yourself
0: get too caught up in the competitiveness of just the dressage world. And are you going to keep pursuing your education or have you decided yet?
3: Um, I think, I mean, I always have it in my brain that I might go back to grad school and um, go get a, maybe a PhD or at least first a master's in um, neuroscience or like behavioral Mm -hmm. neuroscience. But um, the horses as Everyone listening and you guys all probably know um, are just so addicting. So <laughs> um, I try to like keep up and read scientific papers and know what's happening in the neuroscience world and you know look, keep up with the world around me, whether it's like the news or something simple like that. Um, but yeah, I, I at the moment I'm pretty in, far invested in in this world, <laughs> and I, I don't have any plans to go back to school right now. But it's always in
2: my brain. Well, you mentioned that it's addicting and what also something that is addicting is having lots of dogs and yes. you have a few of them. So tell us who, yes. who they are and how many you have. And then do they travel with you? Do they stay at the farm? What happens? So <laughs> that's a loaded question because my, my dad is, uh, thinks
3: we have way too many dogs, but everyone else loves the dog. <laughs> but um, my mom and I seem to collect dogs. Um, <laughs> they're all rescues. We actually have seven between the two of us. So when we're at the barn, there's seven dogs, which is a lot. I think sometimes the people driving in and walking into the barn when all the dogs are like going crazy, barking would also tell you it's too many, but (laughs) um, (laughs) I can go through all of the names there quickly if you want. There's, um, okay, there's, um, we have a dog named Mouse, uh, Pie, Draco, Taco, Landry, Mars and a dog named Kevin. Um, They're all rescues (laughs) and they're all like different heights and they're all wild in their own ways. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's always pretty much mayhem here, but they're also all very sweet. Three of them live with my boyfriend and I in the city in Boston. And then four of them stay here. And when we're in Wellington, um, just the three dogs that you see in the photo in the sidelines magazine um, picture, those, um, yeah, those ones, that's Pi, Mars, and Landry. Those are the only ones that come to Wellington.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that makes it a little <laughs> bit better that you don't have to take seven dogs to Wellington. <laughs> that would be really crazy. <laughs> that would be a lot. Um, yes. So I just love your story, and I love the um, your passion for dressage. Tell us what's up next for you. Um,
3: so I have a few really exciting horses Um I have a horse named Flynn, who is um, a very cool stallion who is doing the Grand Prix. And I've already learned so much on him. I'm hoping to compete him a bit in the um, CDIs in Wellington this year. Um, and that was a really special opportunity to have a horse like that. He's a little bit older, so I just stay a bit careful. And he was more a horse to, to learn on anyways and to to practice at home and to uh-huh. really get a hang of the, the top in the Grand Prix. Um, and then I have two really unbelievable eight year olds right now um, that are, they'll be nine, of course, in this next Florida season. I'm hoping to do the developing Grand Prix with them. And to me, those two horses are just like, you know, I think, where the sport is really going. Like, I, I think that they're going to be absolutely fantastic Grand Prix horses, and I have big goals with them, um, hoping to represent my country some point soon with them um, and just to have my mom's training and Christoph Kochel, who of, of course we um, both work with, has been fantastic. They're, they're feeling really ready to go. And like the Grand Prix is shortly around the corner. So I'm right. really excited about them.
2: And what horses yeah. are those?
3: So that's um, a horse called triple X and then death star who is half owned by um, Betsy dangle. And she has been just absolutely supportive and a fantastic person to have as part of our family here.
2: Oh, that's um, so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Those supporters yeah. are so important, aren't they? Um, you literally couldn't do it without them. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, so will you be attending the Festival of Champions? So I'm actually just going to coach um, these two horses,
3: the really spectacular ones, Triple and Star, who are eight, were um, not quite ready of course to do a Grand Prix. So okay. um I've just really been taking the time to develop them into Grand Prix horses rather than like showing them a bunch this summer. So I, I actually didn't even try to qualify this year, which is not it's kind of nice to have a little break before what will hopefully be a really exciting Wellington season. Um but I am gonna go, I have um, a student named Leah Drew who's actually number one in the country in the juniors right now. So Oh wow um, that's she, awesome. Yes. <laughs> She's gonna go compete and I'm really excited for her. She's riding really well and her horse is fantastic. So that should be really fun. Oh,
1: that's awesome! And my awesome.
3: mom is doing, of course, too. She's—I mm-hmm. think my mom is like third in the country in the seven-year-old with her horse um, Vioretta. Oh wow, oh.
2: that's amazing! Yeah. Well, so the, my final question—and we didn't already give this to you, so you're just going to have to wing it—is: Do you have that's a fine. social? Do you have a social life now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really lucky to have like the yeah. nicest boyfriend
3: ever. His name's Robert, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he has a big social crew, like some really awesome friends. And so sometimes I will like go and hang out with them, but for the most part, no, honestly, (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like it that way. I'm a pretty focused person. I I try not to get like too intense about things, but you know, that probably is uh, one not great thing about my personality is I can get like too intense. Um, So he's always like, like, do you want to go out to dinner? Do you want to go out to do this thing with me? And I'm like, no, no, no. The barn, the barn, like it it gets really easy to be at the barn from like 7am to 8pm every day. But um, I have him to like pull me out of that a little bit, which is good sometimes. And other times I'm like, okay, we have a show coming up. We need to focus. Like, don't, don't try to make me come out with you. (laughs) um But yeah, no. It's just nice to hang out with my mom and the people that work at our barn, and um, my groom, Paul, is absolutely phenomenal. And they're all just like funny, fun-driven people. So it is basically like a social life,
2: even just being here. Okay, well that's good. I just wanted to make sure you had. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you had something.
3: <laughs> it's all fun. Like there's there's really no part of my day that isn't fun other than the obvious kind of stressors of, of horses sometimes that everyone goes through, but yeah, no, I I'm having lots of fun.
2: <laughs> okay, good. Well, I just, I'm so happy that we had you in the magazine. Um, thank I love you. your story. I love the pictures and I just wanted to thank you for also being on our podcast. Thank you so much. This has been a blast.
3: It's so nice to talk to you guys.
2: <laughs> Brittany. I just love the story on hope, especially all her degrees.
0: Um, I know she's so smart. I actually did try to read her honors thesis and it took me a little while. I understood a little bit, but mostly it just made me feel not so smart and know that she is incredibly <laughs> smart. And I'm so glad to see that there are some very intelligent people doing research and to all sorts of things like that.
2: <laughs> I love that you tried to read it. I guess you're smarter than me. I love, you're smarter than me because I didn't even look it up. So how's that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Coming up after the commercials, we're going to be talking with Luca and Ella Enzweig, who are twin girls, are absolutely adorable, and absolutely love ponies.
2: I love these girls. I always wanted to have twins. It's probably a good thing that I didn't, but I love them. Um we had when we did the photo shoot, um, Melissa Fuller, our photographer, she went to the barn first and then she went to their house. And we have hundreds of photos. I had to scroll through hundreds of photos to pick out, you know, the good ones. And I love the ones, the one obviously the one that landed on the cover with them holding their their little hands together to make a heart. Um, but they had the cutest photos. Did you see the ones, Brittany, of the that we actually ended up running? Well, I know you saw it, <laughs> but uh, where they each were hugging the pony. Yes, and they look—they're yeah. ex- like they're holding it in the same position.
0: Yep, so yep. cute. When I got to interview them, I did it on Zoom, and it was just so fun to see. You know, Luca was sitting very nicely and just just so smart, and um, Ella as well, just so smart, but also a little bit just a little bouncier. She was so excited about the dogs running around, and just was so much fun to get to know them and get to see their their differences and and. But when it comes to those ponies, they They are twins for sure. They absolutely love them.
2: Well, I'm so excited to get to talk to them. And um, I hope to meet them someday in person. And I think you need to also. (laughs) That would be fun. We have a special for all of our podcast listeners to get a half off subscription to Sidelines Magazine. That is 12 issues mailed to your mailbox once a month for $7.48. Brittany, that's like a gallon of gas in California right now.
0: (laughs) No kidding. And sidelines in one issue will take you all around the country and sometimes all around the world where that gallon of gas may get you 13 miles in a pickup truck. There you go. So go to
2: sidelinesmagazine.com and look for the button that says subscriptions and type in the code HRN. That stands for? Horse Radio Network. There you go. Use the code HRN and get a half off subscription to sidelines. Marketmore LLC is an Ocala, Florida-based training, showing, sales, and breeding operation five miles from the renowned World Equestrian Center. They specialize in equine investments, selective consignment horses, and year-round showing with both privately owned horse-rider combinations and new imports. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram or contact them at marketmorellc at gmail.com.
0: Luca and Ella Enzweig are 10-year-old fraternity twins who look different and have very different personalities, but are both totally in love with ponies. They both want to represent their father's country of Israel as professional riders someday, but for now, they're traveling the country showing ponies and winning ribbons at top shows. They're here to talk to us with their mom, Caroline Burley, who isn't a rider herself. The girls got that from their grandma.
2: Luca, tell me what it's like to be a twin.
1: So it's fun because we get to be with each other a lot and um, we get to ride together and yeah and but it's not great game time because um, you get a lot of people compare us to each other a little bit. so uh,
2: that makes sense. yeah.
1: Well, do you like to
2: dress the same or did you when you were little and do you do it now still or no? No, we have different styles. Yeah. Did you, when you were little, your mom dressed you the same? No. (laughs) Oh, that was good. Okay. Well, Ella, I have a question for you. Do you feel like you know what the other, what your sister Luca is thinking about? Like, can you, do you have that?
1: 100%. We always say the same thing at the same time. And it's (laughs) really weird. Do you, uh, let's go with Ella. Do you share a bedroom
2: or do you guys have separate bedrooms?
1: We share a bedroom, but we have separate beds.
2: Okay, that makes sense. And do you like still s- sleeping in the same bedroom together so you guys can talk and stuff at night? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Luca, what do you think is the funniest thing about your sister,
0: Ella?
1: Well, um, a lot of the time, so, um, sometimes we're on a group text and someone asks us, um, like, "What pony are you doing at Pony Finals?" And I answer, and it was Ella saying it, and she was like, "Dude, I know who you're doing." And it was actually <laughs> the other person, and that happens a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, uh, Ella, what do you think's the funniest thing about Luca?
1: Um maybe that she whenever i like whenever i do anything bad she like corrects me like she's my mom <laughs>
0: <laughs> sometimes that happens cuz luca's a little bit older right so even if it's by i
1: mean by 2 minutes so that's <laughs> We're okay, sweetie.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fun. Well, let's see, Luca, let's start with you. What ponies are you going to be competing at Pony Finals next week?
1: Um, I'm doing Candy in the Smalls, Roxy in the Mediums, Ace in the Small Greens, and Dream in
0: the Metal. Wow, that's so fun. Luca, what are you most excited about with Pony Finals coming up?
1: Seeing my friends probably, and I really love going in the field on my ponies.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome! And Ella, what ponies are you going to be competing next week?
1: I'm doing Ruby in the small, Kaggy in the mediums, uh Snowy in the small greens, and Belle in the metal.
0: Wow, you sure, you girls sure are going to be busy. Ella, what are you most excited for about Pony Finals?
1: Um, I really like that we get to go out on the field. And I also like that the model ha- ha- and hack go on one day and then the jumping goes on another. I'm good. go ahead. Cause then the ponies can be really quiet for the hack and then be fine for the jumping. Ella, which is the pony that you love that has
2: the little bitty ears that you talked about in the story? Luba. Which one? Ruby. Ah, Ruby. Okay. And she's the one you're going to keep forever? Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, Brittany, go ahead. <laughs> that That is so fun. So after um, Pony Finals, I understand you guys are going to go visit Israel. That is so cool. Uh, Luca, what will you do there in israel
1: um we like to go to the beach and see our family and sometimes go in the pool too yeah did ella do
2: you girls Something get sad. to ride horses when you're in israel do you get to ride any horses or ponies when you're there
1: we don't get to well we did once but we that's when we were really little so i don't really remember it
0: that's that's so fun what about camels have you ever ridden a camel <laughs>
1: Never ridden a camel, but our family has.
0: <laughs> That's so fun. So your trainer Kyla says that you girls are the ones that anybody should go to if they need information about a horse or pony. So Luca, how do you guys do your research?
1: We go on USDF to research ponies and their ages and their breeds and their heights, and we go on PBIEC or WIEC because they changed it. Um, to look at, maybe if the ponies um, missed the lead change or something like that, we would try and find.
0: Wow, that's that's pretty thorough. Do you girls do that a lot? Yeah. Do you have any favorite famous horses or ponies, Ella? I like Brunello. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite thing about Brunello?
1: Um, I love his jump and he is a really pretty horse.
0: That's awesome. Jan, did you have a question?
2: Um, do you girls like Misty of Chincoteague? Do you know who she is? No. no idea. Okay, well, you're going to have to get your mom to get that book for you and read all about her, okay? She's a very famous pony. Okay. Well, it was great talking to you girls, and I'm so happy that we had you on the um, on the cover of Sidelines. What did you think about that picture that we ended up with on the cover? Did you all like it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. We've had so many people tell us how cute it was. So I think we're going to talk to your mom now, but thanks so much, girls, and I hope to see you very soon. Thank you. Caroline, did you know you were going to have twins before Luca and Ella were born? Did twins run in your family, or how did you end up with the girls? (laughs) Twins do not run in my family, but
4: um, of course, at our first sonogram, we found out, and I was so excited.
2: Oh, that's amazing. I always wanted to have twins. It's kind of funny. And all my friends seem to have twins. So that's very cool. Um, okay. So yes, I'm sure it's not. (laughs) Now I think it's such a bummer that you're allergic to horses. Um, but I know you go down to the barn and help the girls. Uh, tell us about that. What do you have to do and what happens when you have an allergy attack? You know, I I'm lucky I haven't had an
4: allergy attack, but certainly if I go to hug the ponies or if they lick me, that's like the kiss of death. I, this weekend in, <laughs> in Michigan, actually, I was hugging one of the ponies and Kyle looked at me. She goes, what's on your arm? It was a massive hive. Oh, no. I'm hugging no. one of the ponies. So I was like,
2: I just can't help it. They're so cute. Oh, <laughs> I know. Especially Ruby and her little ears. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget about Dream's blue eye. That's true. Yes, I know. Oh, my She's goodness.
0: So cute.
2: Um, okay. So what are your goals for your girls in the horse world? Truthfully, I, my goals are whatever
4: their goals are. And mm-hmm. this is an obvious and a given for many parents that they stay
2: safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I noticed yesterday on Instagram, I think I was watching them or maybe Facebook somewhere. They were wearing vests. What, um, do they do that often?
4: So, um, at Lake Placid, both of my girls took tumble as okay. one does on these. And mm-hmm. my husband guy looked at me and said, they have to wear their vests. Moving forward, because it used to be that they would only wear them on their horse.
2: Uh huh.
4: Um, but it was enough to rattle us. So mm-hmm. they just, they wear them all the time now. And I'm grateful oh. that a vest came out small enough for them because until recently they didn't have one.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. um, I can remember my daughter having a couple tumbles and thinking, okay, we need to do something about this. The same thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be scary for sure. And I know that even though your mom was into horses, you weren't until the girls got into it just a few years ago. So how has your life changed since the girls started riding?
4: Well, in all fairness, my mom did not ride when I was a kid. She didn't have Mm. time between work and us and everything else. But then as she got older for fun, she leased a horse just for the summer and she took the girls. And as you know, the story is... is. (laughs) Um, but I would say our life is, is different in a way that, you know, I would say that the trajectory of what I imagine my life would be is in the summer, they go to sleepaway camp. That's like sort of what kids do, or they go to day camp or whatever it is, but we're sort of on our own rodeo,
3: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, and we definitely go to a lot of places I never thought we would and, <laughs> you know, I'm happy that they're this invested in a sport because hopefully it'll keep them out of trouble when they're older.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Do you have any other hobbies or interests that are kind of just yours? Not anymore. (laughs) By the way, there are plenty.
4: Look, do I have, I go to everything. I don't have to, but I choose to. I feel like they're still young. They're at an age where they want me around and you know, unfortunately that won't last forever. So I'm going to take advantage of it while they do.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's so great. It's so important to spend that, that family time. And mom is kind of its own hobby. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Awesome. So, um, we know that you have a special relationship with your girl's trainer, Kyla. What is it that you like about her teaching methods? You know, I
4: feel like Kyla knows when they need a little bit of a boost just to, like, kick them into gear. As you can imagine, this sport, and you know this better than me, of course, is one day you're feeling good, you're on the top, and the next day you're feeling totally defeated. At the Mm -hmm. end of the day, you're putting your fate into an animal, and you can only do so much to make the round. I imagine. I don't ride in my head, I think, to go well. And Kyla really knows when they need sort of boost and she knows when they, she can be a little bit harder on them. And and she really takes the cues from them, which I think is really awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: I really liked in the story where you said that she's the um, only other adult that they spend so much time with. 100%.
4: Yeah. I like that.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
4: Because it's true. And that's why it is true. And you know, the thing about Kyla is I know that if she's making a decision for the kid, Kids, sorry. Uh (laughs) Nine times out of 10, it is the same decision that I would make. And we very much agree on most
2: things. That's really important. Um, And a blessing. And it's a huge blessing for you because that's... Absolutely. You're right. They are around her a lot. So that's good. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I feel like she guides them a little bit on, you know, not only just writing, but what's right and what's wrong.
2: Correct. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Because that's... you. This is the time when they're asked. They're learning about, um, you know, that kind of stuff, making decisions. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, when you guys go back to Israel, what are you looking forward to? Since you haven't been there, I guess, since before you COVID. You know, it's
4: I honestly, I'm super excited to see all of God's family. We have not seen them since before COVID, which is such a shame. We all were meant to go in April, but we all got sick oh, with on. COVID. So we had to cancel, and then my husband was meant to go last week for his grandfather's 95th birthday, but both his grandparents got COVID, so I'm actually not planning anything until we actually land and get there. Oh,
0: (laughs) wow. That's crazy. Is everybody doing okay now?
4: Yes. Thankfully, everyone is okay.
0: Glad to hear that. Yeah, me too. That's that's awesome. So what else is on your schedule for, as far as showing, we know you're going to Pony Finals and then Israel and...
4: We're going to pony finals and then the girls will, we'll go back down to Florida after Israel and sort of, I like to use the month of September to get them acclimated to school, sort of keep them on a quote unquote normal kid schedule. As yeah. Once October hits, it's indoors. Right. And mm. then we're sort of all over the place.
2: Are they able um, to do school think- on the road some, or how does that work? So they, their teacher, their school has been amazing
4: with giving us the work, but it's uh-huh. very different, especially at the girl's age. They're still young yeah. to be doing the work on their own as it is to be in the
2: classroom. Right. So do you have to help them? Or are you, have you become also a teacher?
4: <laughs> okay. But I can do many things. I wear many hats, a teacher. I am not,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: but they, we have used tutoring from upper echelon and they're incredible because they're, At some of the shows too, like I remember Luca had a test last year at Harrisburg and she went into the upper echelon little area and she took the test and she submitted it with them. And it was
0: just, it was really great. It's nice Uh, to have that there.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Did you travel a lot before you got into horses? I know you guys took vacations, but is this whole traveling thing new to you?
4: No, no, no. We, we, uh, when we were, so before we were living in New York, we would very often go to Florida on the week, on the weekends. And, you know, between that and visiting my husband's family in Israel and sort of fitting in trips on the way to Israel. And we loved to ski. We did many, many things before. Horse life.
2: <laughs> well, now it's just the horse life. I'm, but it's still a good thing. I'm okay thing. with
4: it. I am totally okay with it. It brings them so much joy.
2: Caroline, I love the pictures of the girls with their dogs or your dogs um, in the story. Tell us about those cute pups.
4: So we got Snoopy on the girl's birthday in 2020, a total COVID pet. (laughs) And then last summer when we were traveling, I looked at Guy and I was like, Snoopy's so sad. He's home alone. We should get another dog. (laughs) And Guy was like, you're totally crazy. We do not need another animal. But then, of course, I saw Woody was born. I was like, we have to have her. She's so cute. And she's from the same breeder as Snoopy.
2: Oh, and they're, what kind of dogs are they? They're Bernadoodles. Bernadoodles, yeah. They're so cute. Well, we thank just thank you so much for sharing uh, the story of your girls with us and with all the sidelines. Thank you for winners. having us. Oh, yes. And I just am so uh, thrilled to continue to watch their careers as they get older. And um, hopefully our, cross, our paths will cross and I'll get to actually meet you all in person. We would love that. Thank you guys so much. Okay. Thank you. Brittany, those little girls are so cute. Luca and Ella, I just love them. Me too. So um, when I asked them if they'd heard of Misty
0: of Chincoteague, they hadn't, but you have, right? Absolutely. Misty of Chincoteague was one of the first uh, horse books that I read as a little kid growing up in a city with city slicker parents. And I didn't, you know, I was just, I had the bug. I just loved horses. And that was one of the first books I found on the shelf. And I, of course, loved it. I actually think I have two different copies now. And then actually it was a funny story in, I think, third grade. I was a a readaholic. I read everything. And so, of course, I was walking by a a trash can and somebody had thrown away a book. And I just, I I. I had to get it out. So I pulled it out <laughs> and it didn't have a cover. The cover had been torn off, but it said Sea Star. And so, uh, of course, I went and found out it was another Misty of Chinkity book and I had had no idea that there were sequels. So I have the Sea Star. It doesn't have a cover, but uh, I have yeah. that rescued out of the trash can as well. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think that's amazing. I think I've read every Marguerite Henry book there was. Um, wow. Uh, King of the Wind. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. All those books. But I do know that our uh, writer, Susan Friedland, Um, was just at the Pony Penning Day in Virginia. And she was in the kayaks that got to go out with the ponies as the ponies were swimming across. And it's funny because going to, and so she kept sending videos and it was so cool. Um, And on my, I don't have a long bucket list. I really don't know why, but my bucket list (laughs) is short. But one of the things is to go to Pony Penning Day. Um, Oh,
0: I should add that. I remember when I found out that that was a real event, I just was blown away. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. Um, you know, growing up in the Western United States, it seemed a world away and it still is, you know, especially with gas prices, it's a <laughs> world yeah. away, but I, sh- I should definitely add that to my bucket list too.
2: <laughs> yeah. When my, um, so have you read uh, Miss Dave Chinkin take to Aurora yet?
0: Not yet, but I should. She is just getting to the point where maybe she would have some patience with the chapter books. Cause right now she, you know, she wants yeah. to read the whole story right then. And then she wants to read another one. And then she wants to read the first one again, you know? Yeah. So,
2: so when Abby was little, I think she was like five or six and she got the chicken pox and I, she had to sit in the bathtub, like soaking in the oatmeal bath or oh, whatever. Yeah. So I just sat on the edge of the bathtub and I read the entire Misty of chicken book. Like, I mean, it took us like, we would just read until she was ready to get out and then when to get back in. And that's how she was first introduced to Misty. And she fell in love with them and read every single every single Mark Henry book as she was, you know, when she was whatever, six, seven, eight back in back then. So I have I a fond that. place in my mind and I still have my Misty and Stormy Briar statues. And Abby's first pony had a, a different name, which I don't even remember when we first got her. But we named her Stormy because of Aww. Misty's
0: baby Stormy. Oh, yeah. that is yeah. so fun. Yeah. Sidelines can be found at sidelinesmagazine.com, where you can subscribe to get the sidelines scoop and get every new issue in your email free. Find the links to today's guests and the show notes at horsesinthemorning.com. You can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook. Just search for Horses in the Morning.
2: You can have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Thanks to our sponsors, and we'll see you on the sidelines.